Welcome to the Always Do podcast with your host, Scott Nickel. That's me, Always Do. Here we go, talking about today, hopping right into it. We're getting into it hot, not wasting any time. And today's topic is episode six, why and how to journal. Why do we journal? How do you journal? I've been posting some videos here and there on my socials, and I've gotten some feedback, a lot of people asking about journaling. So I'm going to address it here and I'll address it in other places. But I like talking about this. I do this every single day. One of the biggest complaints I hear is I don't have enough time. So hopefully we can address that in this episode. We'll try to keep it quick. I'd like to keep these podcast episodes a little bit shorter. I've been going about 20 minutes. Maybe we can get it down to 10 to 15 so I can give some practical advice and tips backed by science. So hopefully you try these things out. But first things first, always starting with, what are you grateful for? Take a second really quick with me. What are you grateful for? I think this is the most beautiful drug on the planet. If gratitude were a drug, I would take it. And I hope you take some too, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not. But if you were and you heard me say that, take a second now, just give me one thing. I've mentioned this before, there were several studies. There was uh, one in 2010, a famous one, Emmons and McCullough that showed over an eight week period, they had participants write down just five things they were grateful for. One, two, three, four, five, nothing else, just sunshine, water, whatever, doesn't matter. And they just wrote them down. They showed tremendous effects, increased happiness, decrease in um, negative health symptoms. One of the things I found so fascinating was an increase in healthy activities. The hours of exercise increased over the study, which obviously I'm a huge logical person and analytical. I'll talk about that when I get into the law of attraction and things like that. But it's logical to me. The more you pay attention to the things that you are happy and grateful about, the more you will start to see how nice that is. And your brain will start to seek those things out. And we find that in exercise, eating healthy, loving the ones you love, things like that. Next, quote of the day. The quote of the day comes from my man, Marcus Aurelius, who was a Roman emperor way back in the day, 2,000 years ago back in the day. And he said, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. I recently finished his book, or we should call it a journal. Hey! Talking about journals, quote of the day from Marcus Aurelius 2,000 years ago from his journal, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. And I feel like that's relevant, one, because this comes from his daily musings and his journal, and it also talks about thoughts. And the best way to really, truly analyze and see your thoughts are to get them on paper. And there are so many different ways you could go off on this, but we basically are horrible at predicting memories, our own feelings and emotions, because we're always so distracted and how we think things made us feel or will make us feel. We're terrible at it, terrible. Our brain always makes things up. So journaling helps us get it down on paper. Really put it out. You can't lie to yourself if you don't censor yourself and let it flow on paper. And the first one we're going to talk about today, why we journal. So why do we do it? And this comes, the first one I'll take from a 2017 study from, who do we have? Mir and Wheel. 
I don't know if I said that correctly, but that's where it's from. And basically what they said is, I thought this was fascinating. The recommendation comes to be handwritten notes. So handwritten writing with visualizations, which means drawing shapes, arrows, symbols, colors. I'll talk about that when I talk about um, how to journal. That's where I got one of these ideas from. And I found it so fascinating. And doing it this way, handwriting on a piece of paper, plus, you know, doodles and scribbles and drawings and pictures and happy faces, all those little things. This helps a wider, because we're using different senses, it helps a wider uh, range of sensory and motor information from our senses and movement, which means a wider mark on establishing pathways in the brain, resulting in, quote, neural activity that governs all higher levels of cognitive processing and learning. So we learn better and we think better by doing it this way. That's what these results show. Next, a 2007 study indicated that while participants were writing, it showed a, quote, diminished response of the amygdala and other limbic regions to negative emotional images. So basically, as they were writing, it's said that the amygdala is known as the fight or flight. So the flight, the fear response in the brain and during journaling, that was shown to decrease in activity and other thought provoking negative feeling areas in the brain were decreased. Gets a little technical in this one, but basically it was a great therapeutic exercise and one that it got the emotions out on paper and it also decreased them by correlating them with positive emotions. And I will finish it with this quote. These results suggest that affect labeling, so labeling the emotions or the experience may diminish emotional reactivity along a pathway to the amygdala. Next, number three, this comes from a 2002 study. I'll just read this out here from the, the great find here. I love this one. Quote, writers focusing on cognitions and emotions developed greater awareness of the positive benefits of the stressful event than the two other groups. So what happened here was, I think it was 120 students were in this um, were in this study, and they basically had to pick a very stressful event or happening or situation that happened to them in their life, something negative, and they were writing for it for 15 minutes over a period of time. I believe it was four days. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, over the four days, I believe it was. And they had to write about this, but they had to associate positive benefits that came from the stressful event. So this is what we often don't do. We think of a stressful event and then we just focus and ruminate on the negative. Oh, why did that happen to me? Oh, that was horrible. I felt terrible. Whereas they switched this and the participants in the this group that showed the greatest awareness and positive effects at the end were supposed to tie learning experiences to it. And honestly, I do this all the time right now. I've gone through a really tough time and I was like, oh God, why is this happening? How is this? And now everything I see now is an opportunity. Everything. It's crazy when you make the switch and start to see the world in a completely different way. There's a famous quote, when you change 
the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I love that. It's, it's so true. When you change the way you look at things, I look at things now with everything being an opportunity, the things I look at change. So everything now has changed. It's a completely different, I would say like lens, put some glasses on of opportunity. So that one, the third one, learning from in a negative experience, tying your emotions, writing about the emotions and how they made you feel. And also the learning experiences showed a significant improvement. And then this one was a 1999 study by Penna Baker and Siegel showed that writing about important personal experiences in an emotional way for as little as 15 minutes over the course of three days brings about improvements in mental and physical health. Quote, it was discovered that those who benefit maximally from writing tend to use a higher number of positive emotion words, a moderate amount of negative emotion words, and increase their use of cognitive words over the days of writing. These findings suggest that the formation of a narrative is critical and is an indicator of good mental and physical health, end quote. So the one that we're taking from here is similar to the other one in 2002, except this one talks about creating why it's so beneficial to journal about negative experiences and tie positive emotions to it is we can create a narrative, a story around it. Because many of us play this out in our head over and over and over. But when we put it out in words, we can articulate, we can clarify, we can ask clarifying questions, and we actually get it out as something tangible and reasonable and something that we can see and take with us. And this helps our, our mental health. So just some science to back up reasons why we journal, because like I said, I've been doing this now for months on and off for maybe uh, I want to say, yeah, not even a year. However, over the last couple months, four months, I would say I've been doing a lot of stuff. So it's hard to say between causality and correlation, like what is causing what, but I've exercised every single day. I've meditated every single day. I'm on day like 131 in a row now. And uh, yeah, my life has changed drastically. I can't even tell you how good I feel. And that's what it all comes down to. Okay. The next part, how to journal. I want to make this short and sweet. Here are three of my favorite ways to journal. The first one and the one that I do most often is called the stream of consciousness style, which basically means just get out a notebook. I use a, ooh, it's kind of gross, but one of those ones you used to get in college or high school, just with the lines, I forget what they're called, North Star or something like that. Anyways, I get those and I open it up and I just write a full page sometimes two pages. I got this idea from The Artist's Way by, um, I think it's Julie, Julia Ann. But she basically said in her book to write three full pages of these notebooks. And I started doing that and it did feel a little bit long and time consuming and strenuous. And when it becomes, that's just so important. When you journal, do it your way. If you find that there are constraints and you don't enjoy the process for whatever reason, stop stop it's okay i definitely recommend giving it a couple weeks i went for a month doing the three pages i just kind of forced myself into it because commitment was one of my major issues so i made sure i did that but at the end of that i was free to be like okay this is sitting down and forcing it it just felt too long and drawn out but i like the stream of consciousness style so just sit down scott and write 
however much you want. And one page started to feel really, really nice. I would just sit down, open it, and then all of a sudden, boom, thoughts would be coming out. You can put some guidelines in there. Like every day I do still write a thing that I'm grateful for because I actually practice this right from the moment I wake up. That's the very first thought. I have a, a note. I've trained myself now, uh, but it's smile and gratitude. I open my eyes, bing, and I put a smile on my face and gratitude. It's almost creepy to a point, but I feel like that alone has been the easiest hack to change your life. It's amazing. I, I don't know. All these things are amazing because you just feel incredible. And it's true when you're grateful for something and you really are like, oh, my God, I'm grateful I, I'm awake. I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful. You know, even it was cold out this morning and I was like, oh, my God, I'm grateful it's cold out today. I don't know why I was just happy. Um, but anyways, so open it up and just start writing. You can put some structure in there like, oh, every day I write one gratitude thing. I write my, a goal. And then sometimes I think about content. But really, most days I just write. For me, I, I think a lot. So if it's just great. If I have a problem or a solution that I need to come up with, I just start writing. And it's so cool how it works. The second one. I call this the big empty black notebook. I got it off Amazon. I got this from a guy on YouTube. His name is Clark Keegley. He runs a program of journaling called the Metamorphic Journal Program, I think it is. I, I don't know. I saw some of his videos on YouTube. I took this idea. I, I do love it. So basically what it is, it's just this big black empty notebook on Amazon. It's like an artist notebook. You open it up, it's just the white page with nothing. Absolutely, absolutely nothing inside that. And then I just, you do whatever you want. I actually set it up the way he showed in one of his YouTube videos where I just sectioned it off. So one section is like life. And then I go 15 pages and then I do another section, which was content. And then I did another section, which was, um, what did I do? Oh, my identity. So anytime, any day at any moment, that's why I kind of like this idea at first. It has no structure. If you know, one morning I wake up and I want to do that, I'll do that. If another night, so I don't know, a Sunday night comes around, I'm like, Oh, I feel like journaling. I just take it out and start doing it. So there's no pressure. There's nothing to do there at all. You just do it whenever you feel like it. And in this one, the idea is colors and arrows and pictures, and it could be whatever you want, charts and graphs. I even cut out, I did like a little um, collage with some pictures of a vision board. So you can do that. I did a list um, at the beginning of a year of my goals. The only thing with this is I find with the lax method i don't get to it that often I, I i do love it when i started it but i just i haven't visited it maybe in a couple months so that one's up to you and then the third one this is really cool i'm proud of this one it's my journal i created a template it's on my website scottrnickel.com that's scott s-c-o-t-t-r nickel n-i-c-o-l-l.com my last name i had to use it in there because that's who i am and i was always a little bit weirded out by saying my name so anyways i just used it but i have the journal there on my page and basically what it is here i'll just run it down really really quickly for you i start with a reminder so basically just a reminder or a quote or anything that um, I can think of first thing 
um, in the morning. And then after that, I hop into, let me see, what do we have here? I got to pull this one up here. Everything's taking a second to load. Let me pull this up real quick here. Where did we put that? We put it in self-improvement. All right, so we've got... Yeah, and then after that, I move on to daily affirmation. So basically the I am's, I do a couple here, two or three. I am capable, I am enough, just real fast. Then five things I'm grateful for. Always, like I said, gratitude is the drug of life. Just, it can be five things. This came from the Emmons and McCullough study. So five things, just listen. Once in a while, I'll write why. So I'll write sunshine and I'll write why because I love that I can go outside when it's sunny and it feels good on my skin. The next one is interesting. I came up with this one on my own. Always proud about that is my funeral goals. And what that one means is what do you want people to say at your funeral? It sounds a little dark because of the word funeral, but basically at the end of your life or just in general, it could be by character goals. What do you want people to say about you? I think about it in your funeral because, you know, when you're gone, what do you want people to say? Not that, oh, he had a nice car, he had a nice house. You don't care about that shit. You want people to talk about, you know, he was funny, he was kind, he was a good husband, uh, a good mother, you know. And then the next thing is we move on to my five-year goals. And this is where we start to get into the plan. You know, you need to know where you're going. And this is huge for me. I had to sit down and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to make money online. I want to help people out online. I want to help people improve their lives because my life I thought was great, but it was also a mess. I mean, I was traveling around the world, but I was also lost and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. However, I want to help people do that. And then in the process, hopefully create a business around that. And then um, the next part is your one year goal. So you start at your five and you kind of move down. Now it's getting closer. Okay, my one year goals. What can I, my one year goal be? to keep me in line with my five-year goals. And then the next part is, I love this. It's called the daily highlight. It comes from a combination of a book I read and um, the question, what would make today great? Which I think I heard that from Tim Ferriss. Basically, it just makes me pick one thing that no matter what, if my if I do this one thing and then the rest of my day goes to shit, it doesn't matter because I did that one thing. It can be simple, like telling someone you love them, writing an email, drinking three bottles of water, um, watering your plant, writing a blog post, whatever, having that meeting, anything, telling 10 people that you think they're wonderful. It doesn't matter as long it's one thing. And I, you got to keep it at one thing. If you want to push it, you can go to two or three, but I think that's when you start to get into the hairiness of it. For me personally, it's one thing that I can get done and I need to get done and I want to get done. And trust me, we all have that thing. You've been procrastinating with it. I know it put it down. And then this is the most important thing. I say it all the time and I'll continue to return to this. You need to keep your promises to yourself. If you say you're going to do it, especially this one, do it. And then the final, final part is called 10 flow minutes. And here you just write um, a little bit of stream of consciousness. You can do some creative writing to get the creative juices flowing. I once came across this guy, James Alcher, and he talked about how he used to sit down, write down 10 things on a little waiter or waitress's notepad. And he couldn't lift his head up until he came up with 10 ideas for a topic. So he would say like 10 ideas for a movie. And he would have to sit there and write down 10 ideas. And I tried this. It's way harder 
than you think it is. Like I would do 10 business ideas. And then the first like five, you're just like, oh yeah, sell some merchandise, you know, create a product, create a course. And then all of a sudden you get to seven and you're like, oh shit. So that one was, that one's very interesting. This one's more to get you kind of into the, a little bit of flow, get some thoughts out if you have any problems or solutions, things like that. So that's it. We're wrapping it up. I want to keep it nice and sweet. Did we keep it a little bit shorter today? A little, uh, no, not at all. Still spot on 20 minutes. If it, this reaches anybody's ears, I hope you have your best day. And whatever it is that you want to do, always do.